Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Through hard work, science, and communication, cold cases are being solved left and right. On June 21st, 1973, a woman went missing after she left work and was never seen again. A woman whose cold case was solved by a few very resilient investigators and a family unwilling to give up. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. 17-year-old mother of two, Dolores Diana Kelly Gonzalez, was last seen on June 21, 1973, leaving her job as a housekeeper at the Racket Club Apartments in Gulfport, Mississippi. Tracking her movements and realizing she was last seen near a donut shop at Hewes and Pass Road, her husband was questioned about his wife's whereabouts on the day before their second anniversary. According to the police who worked her case in the beginning, They had a lot of evidence and a lot of information, but none of it seemed to connect and none of it connected enough to arrest anyone, though they had good reason to question Dolores' husband a handful of times. A year later and more than 150 miles away, her body was found in Choctaw County, Alabama, with two gunshot wounds to the head. Now, while the case was completely devastating to the family and tragic to the community, due in large part to the crossing of state borders, this body was not originally connected to the disappearance of Dolores Gonzalez. So, for 41 years, the mystery of Dolores' disappearance and the identity of the Alabama Jane Doe lived in tandem, but just far enough away that they seemed disconnected. In 2012, an Alabama crime lab employee named Jason Kokoska was taking inventory at the Alabama Department of Forensic Science to prepare for an upcoming move when he found a cardboard box with skeletal remains that, according to the log, had never had DNA testing done before. He decided to give it to the Choctaw County coroner, and that coroner asked an investigator named Scott Lawley if he knew anything about the remains, and a childhood memory sprang to his head. When he was just five years old, his father, who was the police chief at the time, was called to a local dirt pit where the body of an unidentified woman was found. According to Scott, the memory had stuck in his head because it was the first time he ever imagined an actual murder. And because of this, when the coroner asked about the remains, he asked a simple question that would lead to the solving of a decades-old cold case. Did that come from Red Springs Road? Realizing that this was the same case he remembered as a child, Scott Lawley reopened the case and the coroner sent the remains to a number of locations for every DNA test available. Unfortunately, no matches were made online, though that didn't stop the men involved from trying to give a family back their daughter. They wanted to make sure they treated her with the care she did not receive in death. So the Choctaw County District Attorney, a man named Spencer Walker, who had joined in in Jane Doe's crusade, traveled to Quantico, 
where he had the remains hand-delivered to FBI labs, as well as the bullets found in her head all those years ago. Now, simultaneously and without knowledge of what was happening in Alabama, Dolores' family got the attention of local law enforcement who, after years of fighting for her daughter's return home, decided to reopen the case and try and help them out. Gulfport Police Detective Frank Mazzola set up a NamUs profile and got DNA from Dolores' brother and sister so he could put it all into a shared database. And when he did, it came across the screen of Spencer Walker, who noticed the stunning similarities between the Mississippi missing persons case and his unsolved murder. He contacted Frank Mazzola, they compared notes, and soon a DNA test confirmed that Dolores Kelly Gonzalez was the Alabama Jane Doe. These men, her family, hundreds of tireless hours, and a whole lot of fate cracked open a mystery. But one still remained. Who killed poor Dolores? Frank Mazzola went back and located three witnesses that came forward, and according to them, a suspect confided in them that he committed the murders and placed her body in the woods. A man who they suspected all along, Dolores' husband, Robert Gonzalez. Unfortunately, Robert would never stand trial for his wife's brutal murder. He died in 2007 after moving to Florida shortly after Dolores went missing and he was granted a divorce. He was an abusive man who supposedly confessed, so as far as the investigation is considered, the case has been solved, which means for the first time in decades, Dolores' family got their answers and received closure on a very dark chapter of their lives. Her remains were given a proper burial by a family who loved her, which included her two now-adult daughters who were adopted and raised by their aunt and uncle. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 22nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Hi, I'm Muriel and I love true crime. I'm Nick and I think Muriel's obsession is weird and disturbing. During the pandemic, when we were cooped up with nothing to do, I started forcing Nick to listen to me tell him about whatever true crime story I was consumed by at the moment. And I gotta admit, I found Muriel's insane storytelling very entertaining. Now, every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and they are a lot. Some stories are famous. Some are relatively unknown, but all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. Muriel's Murders is a podcast about true crime, but really at its core, Muriel's Murders is about two people trapped in their apartment with nothing but time on their hands attempting to understand each other. It's an exploration of murder, human nature, and the importance of compromise in a marriage. So join us every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts, and check out our original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Muriel's Murders. Hey, Nikki, are you ready for a story? No! Okay, let's get started.